I'm Elizabeth Dinsdale, and I'm English, but I work for Pacheco, which is a company which makes envelopes for automatic insertion, and I've worked here for the past 10 years. And I'm Emmanuel Druon. Unfortunately, I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the rest of it, I work with Lise <laughs> for more than 20 years at Pacheco. While I was uh, on hold just then, your, your, your answer phone message says describes you as the first economic factory in the world. What is an economic factory? <laughs> and why does the world need one? Means or economy means 
means what we discovered in, within 20 years. It is more economical to work ecologically. And it's so true that it saved the company from bankruptcy. Because we were just uh, in the middle of nowhere. And bankruptcy was probably, uh, if we had not changed our way of doing things, bankruptcy was probably happening. So we had to fight for our jobs. And the idea is to fight for our, for our jobs, but not at any price. And so can you just give us a sense of now where, like how many people you employ and, and for, for, for people who haven't seen the film, just a sense of what's, what's different between your factory and, and standard envelope factory? Yes. Can I, can I just tell you that nobody is employed? I mean, we are not working with employees because we, we, we are more colleagues. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, Emmanuel doesn't like the term employees. And can he never you explain? uses the term employees. He always uses the, the, the term team because for him he doesn't employ... He we, works together with, with the, the rest okay. of the 120 people in the factory. Lise, vous savez quand Pierre Rabhi dit notre vie vaut plus qu'un salaire. Yeah, Pierre Rabhi uh, says that your life is worth more than a salary. Yeah. And that's really where Emmanuel's coming from. So here in France, we, we call people in, in, in companies salariés or employés. Mm. Huh? Okay, so, but we, we, don't, we refuse that. We, we are colleagues. Okay, it's... it's C'est un peu un détail, et je suis désolé, mais c'est parce que je veux préciser l'état d'esprit. Yeah, it's just a detail, but he wanted you to understand really where he's coming from. Okay. So the company is now, uh, and and there is no uh, hierarchy here, because we know my, my colleagues need nobody to say to them to tell them every morning what to do. They they perfectly know what they have to do. I mean, they are professional. They are adults. They are you know and. They know what to do. I mean, we have customers, and they need uh, us for a certain kind of products. They, of course, demand quality, price, and everything. Okay, we provide quality, price, but uh, we need nobody to tell us every morning what to do. We know perfectly what to do. Yeah, we have a really flat management structure. So there are basically 12 people who work in the what we call piloting committee, um, and then below those 12 people you have the rest of the team and so uh, decisions are made very easily there's not lots of different levels of hierarchy uh, everybody knows what they're doing everybody because of our um, quality management system everybody writes their own procedures so each person knows exactly what their job is and what they've got to do um, and so we don't need lots of layers of hierarchy in the company and who waits for me i was uh, uh, I, I, I have been uh, studying literature uh, who is waiting for me to tell him how to uh, deal with his uh, envelope uh, machinery yeah. seriously mm. uh, they prefer me to give uh, uh, open uh, non j'y arrive pas je veux dire uh, ils me demandent de leur donner des moyens et de comprendre leurs projets de les accompagner dans leurs projets, de les soutenir et de fédérer des talents. Yeah, Emmanuel considers that his job is to, to bring people's talents forward and help them and give them the means to do their job, but not to tell them how to do their job, because he, come, 
his background is marketing and literature, um, and he he doesn't consider that he can tell people how to use their machines, their envelope-making machines, which are these huge machines that are about, I don't know, 20 metres long. Well, I'm, actually, I'm exaggerating, maybe 10 metres long, um, that produce envelopes, about a 1,000 envelopes a minute. So they're huge machines that run very quickly, quite dangerous. Emmanuel considers that the people who work on the machines know what they have to do. They, they don't need him to... Mm. And uh, you you mentioned that you were that when you started the company reached a stage where it was in danger of of bankruptcy. Yeah. And so you embarked on this transformation of the business. Um, for many people, being in a situation where you're threatened with bankruptcy tends to make you more conservative and more risk averse, rather than more open to taking risks and experimenting um what do you think it is about the two of you that 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 meant that faced with that situation you decided to take the path that you did well a, a journalist in in canada told, told me about that that when you have nothing less to lose it's the moment to rebuild everything your own way and it's exactly what we've done it's a, it's a, it's a feeling. It's a very strong feeling uh, to realize that the conventional system does bring us to bankruptcy. So if we don't change the rules, we are going to die, or not to die, but just <laughs> to get into bankruptcy. <laughs> I don't want to, to be too dramatic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but if I say that, it's because I have the very strong feeling that there is. A parallel between the small situation we had to um, fight for 20 years ago and the actual general situation. So if we are happy with what's happening now in the world, let's, let's not change anything. But if we consider that the situation uh, is now demanding a reaction, let's change everything. I mean, if we're happy with what we have, well, no transition is necessary. But if we are not happy with it, let's change everything. I mean, creativity is, for the 21st century, we, we, we could just discover that our creativity, I mean, uh, can change everything. And, and at, in our scale, uh, it's a very small scale, I know that, but we made that decision. And it, it's the reason why we are now ready to speak about, and you can visit Pocheco when you like, because we are still here, because we changed everything. Nobody was killed. <laughs> and, uh, and to take that spirit that you talked about and to scale that spirit up more, more widely into society, what does that take, do you think? Education. And example. examples yeah. and probably acting like a 12 years child when you had no time to become a jerk <laughs> <laughs> because you're still yourself naturally, sincerely um, you're watching the stars in the sky and you have the strong feeling of 
astronomy, you'd like to discover planets and you're dreaming. Mm. And you're completely, fully authorized to dream. Life is a dream. And when you go into the environment, you have the strong feeling seeing trees and animals. And you, I mean, you don't want to kill animals. You don't want to destroy uh, nature. You just have the feeling that life is nice and, and, and why not? I mean, stay. Then you make studies. You understand that capitalism in the, is the only solution. Accumulation, uh, making money, and, 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 and you become a fantastic jerk. And you're not happy. So let's Let's continue like that. I mean, it's it's a it's a global su suicide. Mm. <laughs> so no, I, I I met Pocheco as a company for the first time in my life when I was 11 years old, and it was at a very very strong moment for me in my life. My father was very depressed, and he was at that moment out going out of his depression, and it's been a long depression. And for the first time in my life, a long time, uh, it, it had not happened. Um, we were together walking around the place. And I have still now, it's 40 years ago, still now, I, 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 can, I can tell you the feeling I had that day. That place, this building, the smell of uh, everything on site, inside the people I met, everything, I have it inside my... And when I came back 30 years after, after uh, a, long, uh, a long period of working elsewhere, and I found this situation, I just had to remember what was my feeling when I was 11, and to follow that, to propose new... Um, new solutions, new, new way of doing things. And what we've realized with Lise and, and, and colleagues since that time is something very close to what was my dream when I was 11. So let's don't become capitalists. Let's don't fall into accumulation and things like that. Let's just be ourselves. I mean, why are we cheating? Why are we cheating as adults? One of the things that, that, that is an interesting challenge in transition, I think, is that many of the people who are attracted to community-led activism of the kind that transition is often come from a culture where they see money as, as, as something to be avoided, that they see the purest way to make change happen is for everybody to be volunteers, that they see the idea of looking at what they do in the same way that an entrepreneur would look at what they do is somehow to be avoided. And we see quite an interesting shift in, in transition where I think a lot of the most ambitious and successful transition groups are the ones who are able to start to think uh, like an entrepreneur, who are able to start to bring some business thinking to what they do. You 
work much more in a uh, in a business setting i wonder what advice you might have for people doing transition about how they might bring the econ- the economy side of economy you know they're very good on ecology not so good on economy what you're thinking what advice you might have for them wow <laughs> easy question <laughs> <laughs> May I react for the first part of your question first, if you allow me? Um, Shall we not reject the others because they are that or that? Uh, Here, the problem was, and he's still at the moment, that 13% of the population has no job. Mm. We need to work. And my colleagues need to work. So we want to do that, but we want to do that in a certain way, in a way that we respect and that you understood that is a slightly different. Um, what I mean, and that's my answer to the second part of your question, uh, is that... Uh, uh, Elise, I need your help, please. L'argent est un moyen d'entreprendre et pas une fin en soi. Yeah, um, money isn't um, the end, it's a means to an end. And with that in mind, uh, you put money at its place uh, and not more. It, you, you may uh, appreciate the fact that here salaries are uh, one to four. Yeah, the ratio between the salaries, the highest and the lowest salary. I mean, we, we don't need to grow. Mm. Um, 
we need to leave, which is absolutely different. Mm. Uh, only a few men on earth are uh, moved by the idea of becoming the master of the world. Um, they're crazy. Okay? Uh, umpires, uh, Bill Gates, and things like that. No, thank you. So, when, when you have that in mind, so I'm sorry, it's not technical. What I'm, it's not a recipe I'm giving you. It's just a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Just get enough money, honestly, to uh, contribute to your own, uh, to, to your um, local community survival, for what, for what you need, really, to live, but not to accumulate, not to um, give to uh, shareholders, and, and so on. I'm sorry for my answer because it's long, not very clear, and, and probably absolutely not what you were, <laughs> were demanding. And and the, uh, what would you say was the, the the impacts? So you mentioned that you were in quite a remote place where there wasn't very much work beforehand. What, what, how, how would you evaluate the, the the impact you've had on the place where you started the factory? Very very small. We were ninety five, and we are one hundred and twenty two. But we were 95 in a very bad shape. We are 122 with a big smile. <laughs> and what I believe is that if many people visit us, they can just get involved into the same way of doing things. They can reproduce, they can propose, they can be creative. And it's what's happening at the moment. We receive more than 500 persons physically on site every week so it means that you know it's not the new disney world <laughs> they're visiting it's 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 a factory where we are just producing envelopes but in a different way and what i hope is that they will be inspired and that they, they will and, and 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 we have strong belief that we can create connections like the one today with you on phone when you wrote also the preface of my book. Thank you again for that. And, and all those connections we have now are developing constantly. And maybe we can just um, propose to show them the result and, and also the difficulties we had, the problems we encountered. And we can just tell the story and they are going to build them their story. It's it's uh, the system we've built with within twenty years is nothing more than a, an alternative. Mm-hmm. So it's very reachable, and it is not being done by rich people. It's been done. It's a poor, it's a poor people solution mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. So if you're rich, I mean it's easier. And, and my last question is, we, so we have a theme every <clears throat> two months on the Transition Network's website. And our theme at the moment is about renewal, what would, because it's spring and it feels like there's a lot of renewal with it being spring. Does this feel like a time of renewal to you? Absolutely. Um, the thing is, it, it has started 20 years ago. And step by step, 
because it has not been written 20 years ago. It has been structured within 20 years. I mean, it's a long process. We took time. But every day is new. Every morning is a new chance to change things. There is no reason why it won't happen. It will happen. We just have to decide to do it. And actually, one very last question that just occurred to me was, you mentioned that you studied literature and uh, uh, you, uh, you communicate what you do uh, like poetry. Uh, it feels to me you have a very beautiful use of, of words and, uh, and in the film also. And uh, I wonder, does, does business need more poets? You can't see me, but I'm, I'm red now. <laughs> and ve seriously, I'm very touched by, by what you say. Actually, my favorite word <laughs> in your magnificent language is uh, one I found in Shakespeare. It's pomegranate. <laughs> I wanted you to know that. <laughs> um, so pomegranate is my answer. Uh, yes, we need to stay tuned to the world and our dreams. I mean, I'm sorry, but money, cars, accumulation has never, ever occurred to me as a dream. But yes, when I watch the bees, just when I'm talking to you, I can watch the bees. This morning, um, there was a mess around uh, one ruche. Sorry, I Beehive. And it was because two queens uh, decided to uh, split. <laughs> it's a sad, sad story. And uh, so you had 40,000 bees going away, and we found them uh, somewhere else in a tree. And this is, this is the meaning of life. And if we have to work, we'd better stay close to that reality because it's the only one that gives you uh, a reason to uh, wake up in the morning I believe mm -hmm. I mean when I was a boy I, I don't, when people are children they don't dream to make envelopes I'm the only one in that case <laughs> and I tried to invite them in my dream while doing something strange is uh, getting life inside our, our everyday uh, work. But I realize while saying that, that maybe uh, a few dangerous people could say the same. So <laughs> <laughs> be very careful. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, so how do you say pomegranate in, in, in French then? It's la noix de grenade. Oh, that's not quite so nice then, is it? <laughs> no, uh, pomegranate really is. It's a very good word. It's very nice. 